smile, it's okay, smile, it's okay. <laughs> Today's episode is going to drive me insane. I recorded a whole other podcast before this and it was fine. Whew. Welcome back to Up All Night. I'm gonna, Okay, I've got this. Let's do this. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Up All Night. I'm your host, Bobby Knight. And we're going to be reviewing Season 2, Episode 5 of For the Love of Dilfs. This episode is going to look a little bit different. I've been talking about how I'm getting that new laptop so things are better. The one I've been doing it on, shit the bed. It will not record without being choppy and skippy, and I don't want to give you that. So we're going to do things a little different just for this episode until I get the new laptop, which was supposed to get here today. Um, you'll only be hearing the sound clips instead of seeing them. Uh, my only other option would be to like, turn the camera around. Maybe I'll do that too. But I don't want to give you nothing, so I'm going to give you something. So let's get right into <laughs> This uh, very dysfunctional review of episode five, which is going to make sense because the episode's pretty crazy too, of For the Love of Dilfs. Cue my favorite song. Slaps every time. I'm doing this every couple minutes. Figure it out. We're on this ride together. This episode is just going to be this episode, and we'll laugh about it later. How about that? So to recap from last episode, um, uh, Daddy and Ahimbo both voted off. Um, spoiler alert: If you haven't watched, go back. Spoiler alert: uh, Sal and Nick got voted off, and before they got voted off, uh, Stormy brought in a new Himbo and a new Daddy, uh, Marcus and Barry. And I've been hearing some rumors that they knew each other before the show, but. We're going to get more into that in a little bit, because I actually think I understand what it was everyone was trying to say without saying, but I'll say it. Anyhow, they got voted off, the two new guys are coming in, and then we find out in the trailer that there is another new daddy coming too, and he'll be the last and final contestant entering the house. Or, th or so they say. I don't trust a word they say, they're tricky over there. So, um, let's get right into what happened at the after the voting. The daddies are outside... And they're all chatting and wondering about who voted for who. Because some people felt like it was kind of shady. Kane especially felt like he didn't have any say in it. And, and I mean, a vote's a vote. Somebody's going to feel shitty in the end, right? But let's take a listen to what they had to say. So that was a crazy night. Double, Double entry. I'm traumatized. How are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, he always seems so forced. So, Anthony's mad because he saw Derek's name up there, and his whole thing is, I told you how I feel about separation. This still is a game show, and someone has to get eliminated, so it's it's kind of like um, everyone's having a water balloon fight, and you're like, I can't get wet. It's like, why are you with the water balloon fight? You're going to have to, eventually, someone's going to try to vote you out, or you're going to get voted out. There can only be one winner. So just being like, I told you guys, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> people are still going to come for them, and... The twins are a power are, are like very powerful because them with their daddies, they already that's a four person alliance right there. So me seeing that some people voted for them was very strategic. And I'm if I was on the way out the door, I probably would have done the same thing, honestly. Kane's straight up about it that he voted for them. Um, obviously he thinks that he had feelings for or he says that he has feelings for Nick, but they don't think that Nick had feelings for him and they said they were trying to protect him, which is kinda like <laughs> it's just like a cop out 
for not having to get in trouble for having voted. But here's uh, what they ended up saying to him, which I thought, you know, I kind of understood what they were saying and they were trying to have his back. But I do get what Kane was saying by being like, why didn't you let me have a little bit of a say in it? So it seems like they didn't even give him a heads up that it was happening. They kind of just decided without him. And here's what they had to say to Kane. Clear this up. You guys are four people. And Nick came to me and said, vote for this person, this person. It came out and that Nick was trying to make sure that the twins were leaving. So I think actually Nick just got what he deserved. I think we all know who should have been home last night. I don't think that he had a connection in the house. Yeah, that's so fine, just... but I did, and you guys sent that connection home. But no, no, no. Let's, let's be honest about it. You were here for the connection, however he wasn't. I know you guys are looking out for me. Were looking out for me. I totally get there's that. No, but... There's no quotation. We actually well, are looking out for you. I'm a man. Why didn't I get to make that decision myself? That's what he's saying. Is why didn't I get to make the decision? And... You know, they are right. I don't think that they had anything in common. I think that he might have thought maybe they could have if they kept chatting and stuff, but they saw an easy way to get Nick out and they knew that he wasn't really connecting with anybody and the consensus was that. So it's a shitty feeling to know that somebody did something that you didn't want them to do, but it's a game show and shitty things happen. Nigel goes on to say that he understands what it's like to grab on to something and there could be something there i don't know nigel could have just been like kane's my friend and i was trying to help him out instead of in <laughs> trying to make it this poetic thing that it that it really isn't um but then we get to meet the new uh daddy and himbo uh barry and marcus and my god are these men attractive we have to turn the camera around this is a, this is gonna be what this episode is it's gonna be turning the camera around a bunch until we get down to the new laptop so Oh my goodness. So they introduce themselves and say why they're here, who they are, blah, blah, blah. But it already seems as if their minds are made up, that they're into each other. So they get to do uh, this introduction just kind of so we can look at their hot bodies. Because I have a feeling that they're already mind made up. I'm a model, actor, I make music as well. Uh, I love to dance, to like, you know, when I get dawn, you know, the good Caribbean music. My favorite thing I would have to say on my bod would be like my chest. I work very hard on it. It's my favorite thing too. That man is attractive. Oh, I paused it on a perfect frame. Look at that smile. He's cute. So, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. If I was in that house, and I think I said it in the last episode, and those two men's walked in, I would be like, well, fuck me. Like, well, fuck me then, right? My God, they are fine as hell. Next up, we get to meet Barry, who is, I mean. I am a personal trainer. I work for myself, so I love time freedom. I love that I have the opportunity to generate as much income as I want, as I can. I feel like I'm very put together. I feel like I'm a man with a plan, my goals. My, my goodness. So those are the two new guys that come in, but there still is another uh, contestant coming in. There's one last daddy coming in to even out the numbers. And I had a feeling that this season they were just going to keep bringing people in all the way to the end. But... This will be the last entry after these two guys. We have one more daddy coming in, and let's find out who he is. Hello, I'm Matthew Schneider from New York originally, living in Los Angeles now. 
I'm a lawyer by day, but by night a stand-up comedian. A lawyer and a stand-up. He's either a total weirdo or too powerful for his own good. I agree with Dr. Dilf. He's either a total weirdo or too powerful for his own good. But I love somebody who's funny. He seems like a sweetheart. And it just... I just feel like, at this point, the new couple, the new himbo and daddy, they're going to couple up. And everybody else is so adamant on being like, I have to stay with the guy from day one, which we've seen. Aaron was trying to shake that up. Uh, Nick got the boot because they said that he wasn't matched. So now it kind of leaves Kane out and forced to kind of go with Hazel. And it's not going to look good for this for this new guy unless somebody's able to, unless he's able to change someone's mind. But I feel like even if someone's mind was changed, even if he picked a himbo and that himbo actually did like him, because they were all so gung-ho about stick with who you came in with, I don't think that even if they wanted to, I don't think that they would change uh, from their original daddy. So the new daddies get to do some speed dating with uh, all the himbos and get to know them all a little bit and maybe see if they can switch things up. But it's not looking good for Matt. And let's see what he had to say on one of his first uh, little speed dates. Very. Your chocolate. How I like them. <laughs> I looked at you and I was like, you're going to be trouble. The body, it, it's body in. I feel like you work out a lot, a lot. I do. Can I touch? You want to touch me? Go ahead. Baby. Right away. I thought that was going to go to Matt first, but it didn't. It went to Barry and Marcus. Like I said, this is the dysfunctional podcast today. Um, instantly, there's a connection. Instantly, there's a spark. You can cut the sexual chemistry with a spoon. Um, so, I mean, as much as it would be fun to look at them and hear what they have to say, it doesn't. I mean, that's signed, sealed, delivered, I think. I think that they're a done deal. And they might be a couple to watch out for, too, because they're new coming in. They've got to stick together. If they get an opportunity to vote somebody off, who they think is stronger, I think that they will take it. And I think that they might be able to talk some other people into doing it. Because if you think about it, Nigel thinks that he's the, Nigel and Rico think that they're the strongest in the house. And Jimmy and Keith do too. And because they've vocalized that several times, if the, if the, the new couple gets together with the twins and their daddies, they're going to have a majority if it comes down to it, really. All I've got to do maybe sway hazel and kane which doesn't seem like it would be hard to do because at the last vote which we'll see in a little bit hazel wasn't even like in the loop about what was going on so there could be an upset here but here's what to me was the biggest upset of this episode matthew goes on his speed date with rico and rico's all like blushing and giggling and into him and i was like hold up hold up what's about to happen here he is not funny, but corny. And corny is funny to me. Especially because you have bears all over your shirt. Am I considered? Is that something like you're looking for in a guy? Definitely. I think it's very well known that I'm a bear guy. Uh, bear cub, anything like that. And So he's saying, you definitely fit my type. And he's smiling this whole day, girl. I'm like, hold on a sec. So, I mean, maybe there's some, there's some trouble for the uh, Nigel and Rico pairing because, I mean, it seemed like he was pretty unshakable because Rico's been saying how he has a type, he has a type, and, I mean, seems like Matthew might be his type too. So, I'm wondering if when they get to pick dates, if Rico has to go on a date with Matthew, how that's going to turn out. 
now there's a challenge inside uh himbos versus daddies and this is going to be the strangest challenge i've seen thought up on a reality show they're wrapping gifts um the wrapping paper is a stormy daniels wrapping paper which i think is really a little shot of that that's cute i want that wrapping paper to wrap all of my gifts that i don't give to anybody um but it's a it's a challenge where i feel like not a lot of people are good at rapping or like rapping me personally i'm putting it i learned it all right my aunt taught me how to wrap gifts when I was young, right, for Christmas, and she sat and showed me how to do it. I still wrap my gifts as if I'm still six years old. I never learned, like, how to really trim up the ends and get it nice, and, like, I do the little triangle part down the bottom that you, like, fold this part into that part and then flip it up and put the tape. I don't know how other people do it. I put stuff in a bag, or I go somewhere where they'll wrap it, or I just send somebody whatever they want in the mail, or just give people cash. And one of them says this on here, cash, always. No, people say it's not personal, like it's not personal enough if you give somebody cash. I think it's very personal and great because if you know me personally, you know how much I love money. But here's what Dr. Dilf had to say, and I actually... In my experience, himbos prefer unwraps. <laughs> They don't even wrap. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not really good at gift wrapping. When Christmas comes, I'm like, I'll get a bag, some little plush plush, here you go. I literally ran to the bike. I put the ribbon. Some the little plush it. plush, there you go. But see, just give me cash. Just give me some cash. Um, it seems as if the daddies are gonna crush this one just from like the little glimpses and the way. I thought for a minute, I was like, are they pretending to not know how to wrap the himbos? But they did not know what the hell they were doing. So let's get a look and find out who won this challenge. I've seen a prolapse that was more visually appealing than these gifts. A sneak peek. <laughs> I've seen a lot of appealing prolapses, too. Uh, yeah, the himbos lost. Hard. Quick. Fast. It was done. Uh, the daddies won. So since Team Daddy won, they get to pick, they get to go and order and pick their dates. Uh, again, the way <clears throat> that you stand is like your picking order. So, I mean, I guess maybe they'll do it different this time. But if they're standing in order, then that's how the daddies are going to choose their himbos, which might be bad news bears for uh, anybody, for Matthew. But we'll find out. Maybe they'll pick some names out of a hat or something. So let's see who the daddies pick for their dates. So this time Stormy draws cards um, to find out in which order the daddies are going, which I think is a little bit more fair than happened to be where you're standing. Uh, she picks Barry first, who chooses Marcus, no surprise there. Uh, Dr. Ed's up next, Ed picks Daniel, again, no surprise. Kane picks Hazel, uh, they're kind of forced to couple up at this point, right? Um, Jimmy picks Keith, they've been together since the beginning, and then she draws Matt, uh, the new, new daddy, his name, and he picks Rico, which I saw that coming. They had a really good connection at their speed date. Uh, Nigel has a regular reaction where he doesn't look pissed off at all. Kidding. I think his eye like twitched like this. Uh, <laughs> and then Anthony picks Derek, and uh, that leaves Nigel as the odd man out, which means he has to be the uh, dealer for the night, the blackjack dealer, because they're having a casino night, which I think is super fun. I love casinos i would have lived for this especially if it was real money add money to the jackpot prize at the end come on daddy tv more money i want more money 
Just do a casino reality show where it just shows me losing money over and over and not learning my lesson. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, so those are the pairings for the casino night, and it's going to be weird to watch because the thing with shows like this is like they're all in the same room. So when Rico's on this date with uh, Matt, the new daddy, like Nigel's going to be like right here. He's going to be like a couple feet away, so he's going to see and hear everything, which I'm sure is not something he's looking forward to. The himbos are all chatting about last night's elimination. Well, not all the himbos, like the OG plus Hazel himbos are all talking about the elimination. And uh, Hazel just pretty much was saying, like, no one came to him and chatted strategy or, uh, like, told him what to do. Which kind of was like, on my season, Matt really never talked game to me. And uh, then the night when he was up for elimination, it was like him and Lariah. He's like, yeah, like, let's vote together. And I said, yeah, but then I didn't. Spoiler. <laughs> Oops. But, I mean, no one came to him. And I would rather, honestly, I'd rather nobody comes to me and I make my own decision up than somebody come and talk game to me that has not talked game to me at all. So, I mean, that's me personally, the way that I would play. If you don't want to talk to me until now you need a favor, continue not talking to me. I'll vote the way I was going to vote anyways. But Hazel seems to kind of throw all the blame on Nick, which is an easy thing to do because he's not in the house. He can't, you know, he can't say otherwise. So it's an easy way for him to be like, don't be mad at me. He made me do it. And here's actually what. And sure wasn't Nick that influenced your decision? No, Nick. I mean, Nick did decide a bit too. It was Nick who plotted the whole thing. My thing with Hazel, I just felt like she was being manipulated by Nick. It's like, girl, you can make your own decision. You guys went and did your own thing. Didn't tell me anything. Nick had Hazel fucked all the way up. Hazel got so, so he blames it all on Nick, but they're still like, yeah, whatever, you can make up your own mind. It it wouldn't have what No matter what he did, they would have all ganged up on him anyways, because they're all in a stronger alliance, because they've been there in the house together longer. They kind of all, like, gang up on him in a sense, and they're like, yeah, he was manipulating you because it's, it was easy. And that's like, that's a fuck you. He was doing it because you're easily manipulated. Um, oh, look, my Botox is like, Kind of starting to kick in. and Anyways, so <laughs> so they're kind of like, oh, you were easily manipulated by him. And I don't know. It all feels like they're basically calling him stupid. But this part, which is kind of shady, still made me literally laugh out loud. All right, baby. Can I tell you something yeah. real quick, though? You're a sweet person. Don't get me wrong all day. <laughs> it's annoying. <laughs> However... <laughs> You are your own person, and I do like you, and I fuck with you, but... <laughs> Can I tell you something? You're annoying as hell, and I don't like this whatever it is, but I like you. <laughs> it's so shady, and it's so, like, it's so reality TV. It's like, hey, let me just tell you this. I don't like you, and I don't like the way you act, but I like you, and you're cool. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's like very like gay catty too. And I really appreciate that. We go into the daddy's room, which again is the smaller room and I don't appreciate that. Uh, and they're chatting and uh, obviously they asked Nigel how he's feeling. He's like, not great. <laughs> is that what Dorinda said? Not well, bitch. Uh, so he's obviously saying he, he doesn't feel great. He feels like the first few days he was in like a honeymoon phase, but now it's time to play the game all of a sudden. It's been, you should have been playing the game from the beginning. You saw season one. 
they'll fuck with you in this house, girl. And he says something really shady. He goes, I'm not mad at Rico or the new entry. You know his name. You know his name. New entry. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, let's go. I mean, I, I got to just pay atten more attention now and, and try and like fight to stay in the house, basically, because someone will be going home tonight and it's going to be a daddy. So now we go over to um, Marcus and Daniel are chatting. I have to always check my notes for the twins because I get them confused. Uh, sorry if I've confused you guys. Uh, when I meet you, I'm going to make one of you wear a sticker so I can tell the difference. So he's chatting. Daniel's chatting with Marcus. And uh, they're just cutting up, being silly. It's really fun. I feel like they would have a key together. Um they seem a lot alike, have the same sense of humor, and then this one funniest things. The Barry with an A. Barry? Wait a minute, what a what? With an A. That's because Barry with an E would be Barry. So it's okay. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Leave it up to Dr. Dilf to shade everyone in the house. I'm still not over my formal hoodie comment from season one. I want to have words with Dr. Dilf. And what do you see a doctor of, by the way? Probably buttholes. So after they're done talking, we head down, everyone gets ready, and we head down to the casino night, which the setup is super cool. I love it. I want to go play some roulette right now. God, let's go play roulette. And um, we find out that, well, we knew that Nigel was going to have to be the blackjack dealer, which is going to consist of him just staring like this over to see what's going on <laughs> on Rico's date. And then Matt says something that's pretty funny. We just met, but you got to decide if you want to marry me. Uh, it's kind of the premise of a lot of dating shows, right? Like The Bachelor and stuff. Don't get me on another Bachelor tangent. Let's not do that again. So we're going to uh, go pop around and see how everyone's dates are going. See if anyone's winning any money. Kane and Hazel are up first, and they have a cute little date. And Kane, again, is sticking up for one of the himbos. He's like, oh, there's a lot of talk about how he's giggly and bubbly. But, you know, he's saying that it's endearing and he likes it. Cute. My God, Hazel's abs. Nothing and just do sit-ups all day. Um, yeah, so their date is kind of like whatever. They're kind of just chatting, trying to really get to know each other because they haven't had the chance. And they're kind of, like I said, almost being like forced to couple up. Because there is an aspect of this game where you could just be like, this ain't it. Like, if you didn't watch season one, spoiler, um, that's basically what happened with Charles and, and Prince Joshua on my season. They were like, going to go to the final with me, Nate, Gordon, and Mateo. And they were like, "This we don't really have a connection. Charles had tried. Joshua was trying to try. It didn't work out. So there is always the option to just say no or to not be in a couple. But is also it's like you want to stay in the game and you want to potentially win. Or I guess just be on every episode. That's just as good, right? You're still a winner if you're on every episode, aren't you? So <laughs> we go over to Keith and Jimmy's date next. And it's cute. They're just chatting jimmy's wearing a, a festive color and uh they're playing roulette and he puts the ball in and it's like a smaller it's not, obviously not a casino grade roulette and he puts it in because he's teaching keys how to play and then the ball goes flying out and it's just so funny because of the way just jimmy reacts to stuff he's like how embarrassing <laughs> his sense of humor he's such a has such a dry sense of humor which i love i think that's hilarious 
Jimmy and Keith. And Next up, I'm happy to see that Jimmy kissed with his eyes closed. So that's an improvement. I know I said on the other episode, I was like, did he kiss him with his eyes open? I don't like that. Scary. It's Marcus and Barry's date next. And we find out that Stormy's on the money. So now I want Stormy money and Stormy wrapping paper. Keep their hands off of each other. I am not surprised at all. 99 a month to watch them go on a date together. <laughs> but they, um, yeah, they're doing great. They're, they can't keep their hands off each other. I don't see a world in which these two don't potentially make it to the end. Um, and I feel like they're really got to, they've got to watch out for them because I think the two new guys are gonna, there's going to be an upset where they're going to have a chance to get rid of a strong couple. I'm calling it. I don't know any spoilers from this season. I know nothing. And I'm calling that right now. I feel like they're going to be the ones to really stir stuff up in the next few episodes. Next up we're with Dr. Ed and one of the twins. And I promise, look, everything fell to shit today. I have my notes in the computer. Now I'm using this tablet. Look, He's with one of the twins. It's either Daniel or Derek. I'm right. Kind of. And he's talking about, I'm, <laughs> I'm in LA and you're in Florida. What's it going to look like when, uh, after the show's over, which is something that people brought up to try to put a wedge between me and Nate on our season saying he's in Cali and I'm in Boston. Like, how are you even going to do this if you're on separate coasts? And this is what he had to say. Take a melatonin and see you. So you're really gonna leave me if you move to LA? I'm gonna be by my fucking self. I think we'll be good. Yeah. I think I know we'll be good. <laughs> I love when they talk in unison. It's so good. But yeah, he's basically like, I, we'll be good. I know you'll be good. And eventually they're gonna get married in life or like have relationships and stuff. But I mean, rent is so expensive. Why not stay living with your brother and split the rent? Tell him to move to Florida. Don't tell... Wait, don't do that. Don't tell anyone to move to Florida. I did that twice. But we move on to the next date. And it's uh, Anthony and Derek. Daniel. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anthony and one of the twins. And they're having fun and hanging out and throwing money in the air and having a little chit-chat. Now, whatever with all that. Here's the juicy part. We all knew everyone was sticking with who they were sticking with. It was kind of like a blah, haha, whatever. Now, we get to the new daddy, Matt, on his date with Rico. And they're on a date, literally, they're on a date, and then there's Nigel. Looking, but not looking. It's like, look, but you know when you do that? That's exactly what's happening on this date. So, they're just sitting there chatting, and it seems like Rico was really into him. Let's take a listen to what they had to say. My first day here, the only person I've had time to connect with really is Rico, so he's my one lifeboat. Of all my dates, I felt like our conversation was one I felt the most free-flowing. I felt like I didn't have to force anything with you. I really enjoyed talking to you. I think you're so cute. Thank you. I love your smile. <laughs> your broken heart disappoints me. I feel like that's something I want to help fix. It's like... Nigel is in the back, losing his shit. He can hear every word. When they're filming... Everyone else has to speak lower so that the audio is not like a billion people talking at once. So they're speaking of, not, if anything, they're projecting more than everyone else. So he's hearing everything. So when you see him, like, he doesn't know where to look or what to do. Like, they're having a date two feet away from him. He's losing his shit. <laughs> like, but it seems like Rico is is into this, uh, into this new daddy. And he's smiling and laughing. And I think 
if he had been in in the beginning, maybe they could have they would have built something, or maybe the he would have been torn between the two at that point. But I really do feel like if they weren't also like you gotta stick with what you're sticking with, he might change his mind, and that would be a wild wild elimination. But let's hear what else they had to say on this date. You know what I mean? You have like. Nigel, my bear, and then you have this guy who's fucking charming me, and it's kind of like, fuck. You're smooth with your words. Oh, you're very smooth with your words. Rico likes smooth talk and hairy ass. Smooth talk, hairy ass. That's going to be a t-shirt. I can see it coming. So they keep on with their date, and Nigel's forced to watch from the back, but he's kind of just like laying it on as thick as he can because it's really... Matt's only option is Rico because he's the one he actually liked. It just sucks that he's already with somebody else. So I guess we just have to see how the rest of this date ends up going. So this crazy uh, revelation happened. Um, you've been with Nigel every day since the beginning of this journey. But like today, you didn't spend any any time with Nigel. So is there something going on or... Um, so there was some things that had happened before with me and Nigel, and there was a time where, like, as a group, Sal and Nick gotta go. Everybody was in agreement with this, besides my daddy. My vote was actually for Sal and Hazel. There was a little bit of a hiccup because Rico wanted me to vote for Nick and Sal. However, I wanted to go in there, and I didn't want to vote separately. I took Sal, and I took Hazel, and those were the two to go for me because they had the least connection in the house. What it came down to is he didn't want to break his relationship with Kane. Some of the things that I need in my relationship is someone who's going to ride and die for me. So, Nigel, I don't know why he would throw... All right, let's unpack it. So... Rico's upset because he asked him to do something and he didn't do it. This happened with me and Nate. And this is when we actually got in a fight. Cameras were down. Nate and I, I said we're voting from, for Matt and Lariah. And he didn't want to. But he didn't have it. Our votes were as one. And I was like, well, this is what we're doing. And he was questioning it. And I kind of steamrolled him. I was an asshole about it. But Gordon and Mateo had just saved us. And Nate didn't seem to understand how much more of the game I was playing than he was. He was just there and hanging and vibing. I was like, please don't vote us off. I'll be in alliance with you. I'll save you if you save me. So people did want to vote out Gordon and Mateo, and I couldn't do it because they had just saved me. So Matt and Lariah had to go because Charles also had protected me from before, and I was confident that I would beat Charles and Joshua. My only real competition was Gordon and Mateo, but I can't on television. I guess I could have. It would have been wild. Go back on my word and then kick them off to keep Matt and Lariah knowing too that they had plenty of votes matt and lariah were gonna have like tokyo was gonna make sure that he campaigned for everyone to vote for his friend so i had to do what i had to do and i kind of pushed nate into this vote i was like here's what we're doing here's the vote that's it and he was mad about it after and we got in a bit of an argument and this is basically what's happening here is he's like do this this is how we're voting i need you to do this for me and nigel was like no i'm gonna vote the way i want to vote which doesn't, it makes sense because he's sticking up for himself and doing what he wants to do, but it doesn't make sense if the vote isn't going to do anything. If you know you don't have the numbers, why do the vote? Do you know what I mean? So even if I 
had decided to flip my vote, it wouldn't have mattered because it would have just thrown a wrench in everything for the rest of the competition. So sometimes it's better not to rock the boat if you're if it's not a sure shot. Don't take the shot and miss is basically what I would say out of it. So he's saying the same thing. I asked it. Rico's saying, I asked you to vote this way for me. And if you're going to be my partner and I ask you to do something, even if I'm wrong, you need to stick up for me right here. And then later on when we're alone or whatever, we can talk about it. But like in this moment, I need you. And then we can figure it out later, which I don't know if that's a toxic thing or not. Because it's like, I don't want you to tell me to just tell me I'm right or yes me to death. And I certainly don't want you to support something that's going to be like dangerous that I do. But like, if I'm out somewhere and I'm about to be made to look like an idiot because I'm wrong, like you better be right next to me. Like he ain't wrong. He's right. And then when we get home, be like, the hell were you doing stupid? So I'm, I get what Rico is saying. So now it's time for eliminations. And they're in that beautiful garden on the side that I only got to go into like once to change my mic pack. Um, door H what's it called? Atrium. It's so pretty. Oh, I went there to vote Went there to vote too twice. So I was in there. Oops. Uh, so they're all there at elimination and uh, they're all lined up and that's how they're going to pick in that order. Um, Keese is up first and Keese chooses. They're actually across from their daddies too, down to the end. So I think they kind of come across just so Keese picks Jimmy. Um, Daniel picks Anthony. Uh, Marcus picks Barry. Kane, I mean, uh, Hazel picks Kane. Derek <laughs> picks Dr. Ed. I'm right. I will remember. I have twin cousins, but they're a boy and a girl, so that was easier for me. You guys look too much alike for me. I'm going to dye one of your hairs blonde. And um, then it comes down to Rico, and Rico has to choose. There's only two left standing, and it's new daddy Matthew and Nigel, who he's been with since the beginning. And I really have no idea what's about to happen because of the confessionals and the way he was talking. It was almost like his mind was made up, like... He knows that he, this is something that he needs in a relationship. This is like, I need this full stop. Like, I need somebody who's going to have my back. Like, it seems like a, a deal breaker for him. So he ends up having to pick between the new guy and the guy he's been with since day one. So it's coming down to the moment of truth. Oh my God, he's balling. So when I saw that, I instantly looked at Rico like... Bitch, you better claim your fucking man, cause ain't no way someone's crying like that for me, and I'ma go for the next bid, no. Nigel, when I needed my partner to be there with me and stand there with me, for me and you, our team, I need a ride or die. I don't need you putting your friends first, putting Kane first, in front of our relationship if we're gonna have something serious. He sided with Kane in the end. I need someone who's gonna fight for me when I can't fight for him. And if you're so quick to turn for your friend versus me, your cub, like, that that didn't feel good. You know what I mean? And I need someone who's down for me because I don't give a fuck. I'm a ride for you. So at this point, I would be packing my bags if I was Nigel. I'd be like, well, he made up his mind. And I get it's exactly what I was saying, and I get it. And I feel like... He kind of feels like there's no coming back from it, but let's find out uh, who he ends up picking. It's Nigel. I'm not going to throw away something that I really do feel genuine with him. I can't. I can't risk it. So he ends up picking Nigel, but the look on his the look on his face, though, I don't know if that's just his, him being serious or just over, like, so emotional for the whole day, but he just seems like... Rico, I'm saying, seems like uh, 
over it almost or like yeah i'm gonna pick you because we've been riding since the beginning but it's almost like once you get in a fight like that and that has happened are you just saying now strategically because you think you could still have a chance at winning are you like actually over it or i like really uh, relationships yeah but reality shows move so quick so it's like you don't have time to actually get over your feelings either so like in a regular world if someone did this and you were upset you might be like i need a couple days to like chill think figure it out and then get back but in a game like this you gotta sleep on it <laughs> sleep on it come back in the morning so we'll have to find out in the next episode if is uh if this is like a little bit of a tear in their relationship that other people can use to their advantage to win because as shady as that sounds like there are people here that would like to see other relationships not work so that theirs can make it to the end but it sucks that the new guy was only there for a day uh he seems really funny and uh he said some really good like dad jokes and very fitting because he's a daddy let's hear what he had to say when like a lot of my sexual encounters. Now I last all night. <laughs> so he, that <laughs> it was short, like a sexual encounters. Love it. Self-deprecating humor. It's great. And I really enjoyed what they did next because I gave him a little bit of extra uh, time on camera and something to make him a little more memorable. Take a look at Dr. Dilf. Yes, this is Stormy. My voice is hoarse from yelling at these crazy boys all day. You'll never guess what happened. The new guy got out. Nobody liked him, so he's out of here. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my god, send nudes! Ow! Do not send him nudes. <laughs> he's like, yep, uh, no one liked the new guy, so he's out of here. Reminds me of an anchorman when he was prank calling uh, Veronica Corningstone. Yep, gotta move. Uh... So he's out, and uh, there are no new daddies or himbos coming. Uh, the preview shows that, but it also shows that there's a little bit of a rift between Nigel and Rico. They end up kind of hashing it out, which we'll see in the next episode. But that is it for this review of Season 2, Episode 5 of For the Love of Dills. And I'm sorry that we're doing it like this. But look, I had to give you something. I couldn't give you nothing. And in true Bobby Knight fashion, I waited until the day before I had to release the podcast to do it and didn't realize my computer wasn't going to work. I'm sorry. Uh, I filmed a whole podcast before this that was fine. But something about trying to stream this and have the video and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, you know what? It was rickety. We did it. We had some laughs. I had a couple nervous breakdowns. But thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully my new freaking computer gets here and everything will be better. All better. Uh, thank you so much. Make sure that you listen to the other episodes. They're up on YouTube at Up All Night. And you can also follow us at Up All Night Pod. Or you can follow me at Bobby underscore underscore night um, on Instagram. Thanks. And what a wacky show. What a show.